Welcome to Change Space, where we explore how God's story is changing our stories, growing stronger and healthier minds and identities for us, transforming our relationships with Him, with ourselves and each other. I'm your host, Ruth Stephen Kolpilai, and I'm so excited to discover with you how God's story is changing our stories. I heard her voice tell me, as I sat with my friend, how she messed up, how she messed up, and it was breaking apart her life. And as she was telling me, she said, I could picture the father turning his back on me because I was sinning. Those words really took me aback. I asked her, what makes you think the father turned his back on you? She explained, well, the father can't be in the presence of sin. You know, he turned his back on Jesus when he was dying on the cross carrying our sins. So I know he had to have turned his back on me because I was sinning. I asked her, where did you learn that? The simple answer, church. She learned that at church, she's grown up attending church in a Christian family. That's where she learned it. I asked her, where in the Bible does this picture of the father come up? I asked because she's a devoted Bible reader. She is disciplined and joyful in the time she spends in God's word. She knows the Bible far better than I do, but she couldn't tell me where in the Bible this picture of God was shown. And I was so discombobulated, I couldn't think of any place in the Bible that would tell her otherwise. But I was happy that this lie had been brought to the open. The Holy Spirit was now able to start showing both my friend and me some truth which he did. In fact, he helped me find some places in the Bible that actually did show a truer picture of the Father that I was able to share with her. As I was growing in the knowledge and the truth of who God is and his love for us, you would think that would have inoculated me to me getting trapped in some darkness from lies. But fast forward a few years, And you would have seen me walking the newly opened nature trail by my home, walking and perceiving myself, walking in darkness and unloved by God. How did this happen? How could two women who grew up in Christian homes, active in church, reading their Bibles, growing with Christian parents and family, end up drowning in lies filled with shame and fear? And this didn't just happen to my friend and then later to me. This happened to others. It was happening before us. It happened while it was happening to us. And it's happening now. It's happening all around the world. It's happening in our backyards. It's happening in our families. And it's happening in the church. God's church is struggling 
to live the boundaries of sanctuary. The boundaries of sanctuary are made up of God's love and his truth and his light. That boundary of love, of truth and light. We're in desperate need of it. The church is in desperate need of the spirit to bring us to live in sanctuary. Lies. Lies can grow deep roots in us. And lies can be easily some of our biggest blind spots. And that proved to be the case for me. I was listening to episode three after I published it and caught myself hearing my voice say about the woman pouring perfume over Jesus in Luke 7, that she was forgiven much and so she was loved more. Now that's a lie. That's a lie that God loves some of us more than others, plays favorites with us. God does not do that. God loves each one of us equally. And I was so horrified by this lie because Luke 7, 47, the verse that I misspoke, is actually very meaningful for me. I have a friend who's actually calligraphied that verse for me. It is such a meaningful verse. And I got it wrong. I couldn't believe I'd gotten it wrong. And I spent an episode starting to talk about the boundaries of sanctuary, but spent about half of it explaining how I accidentally lied and giving a correction. And I felt pretty good about that episode and I was getting ready to publish it for Thursday morning, the typical time a new episode publishes on Change Space. But I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, hold on, Ruth, hold on, give it a little bit more time. Now, let me say this is growth. Season one of Change Space was one in which I got very panicky if by Wednesday night before Thursday publication date, I wasn't ready. This time in season two, I see how God has grown me, grown me enough to where I have more flexibility in my prefrontal cortex to fight off the urgency and the rigidness of my limbic system that I have to meet a deadline no ifs, ands, or buts. And I thought, okay, I can wait till Friday. What's the harm in waiting a little bit of time? And I'm so glad I listened to the spirit because this morning when I was walking the dogs on the trail and talking to Jesus, he helped me see something about that episode I was ready to publish. Shame, my shame from those lies that I had been believing and not even paying attention to. That shame was telling my story. And he wanted to give me more freedom from shame than I even knew I needed. Shame produces a problem for me that I've had for so much of my life. It leads me to over-explain. It's an anxious, fearful, 
communication where I'm not sure you understand what I'm saying, so let me try and explain it to you with as many words as possible. Oh, you didn't get it? Let me give you another way of explaining it. Here, let me give you more and more words to try and help you see me, hear me. God knows this about me, and he's been chipping away at it. It's partly why he has me trying to keep these episodes pretty short. And he caught how the shame intruded so much on my previous efforts at episode four. That over-explanation taps into this lie that contributed so much to the darkness that I found dictating my life as I was walking the nature trail. And that lie is that God I got to get God to love me. I got to work hard to get God to love me. I've got to put more work into confirming God's love for me. That is a lie. God loves me. God loves you. And embedded into that lie that I have to work to get God to love me is that God doesn't love everyone equally. God plays favorites. God loves some people more than others. And I'm an unfortunate person who is not part of the privileged group getting more love. All lies. I couldn't even begin to tell you exactly how all of these lies have been formulated into my head space, though I have a few guesses. And those lies have contributed to my darkness and my getting lost in this darkness, not being able to see God's light and love in my life. Here's the truth. Here's the truth of Luke 7, 47. God loves all of us equally, fully and completely. There's nothing any of us can do to make God love us more. And there's nothing any of us can do to make God love us less. There's nothing we can do to stop God's love for us. God's love never ends for us. But there is something we can do. We can decide if we're going to be receiving that love, if we will allow ourselves to experience that love. And that is at the heart of Luke 7, 47. In a room full of people, this is a woman who had allowed the Holy Spirit to show her the truth of herself more fully than anybody else so far in the room. And as a result, she was repenting as she was shown truth of her need for God, as she was shown the sins of this darkness that were keeping her from experiencing God's light, and she was willing to let go of the lies. Lie by lie, the Spirit was creating freedom for her, and she embraced this freedom walk, and by the time she is walking into this room to anoint Jesus, she has repented much, received forgiveness much, made so much more room for light that she loves more. She has experienced being loved more than others in the room. Not that she was loved more, but that she's experienced being loved more. God can love all of us equally, but we, most of us, including so many of us in his church, are missing out on experiencing his love, living in his love, being loved. 
being loved is the light that defeats the darkness. My friend, she knew a lot about love, but less about experiencing love because the shame had kept her from experiencing more. Take me. I knew a lot about love and I'd experienced some love, but I hadn't experienced as much love as I had shame. And God is changing that ratio for me, changing that ratio for her and wanting to change that ratio for all of us. The boundaries of sanctuary, they're made from experiencing love, living in the truth of love, and that is what defeats the darkness. Knowing about love does not fight darkness. Experiencing love does. And the boundaries of sanctuary are about the truth, that we need this light and that we have this darkness. That truth can set us free because we can then choose the light over the darkness. We can choose to repent and be forgiven. That's transformative because this is moving us closer to Jesus, allowing us to experience more love. And the more love we experience the more we have capacity to love back, to love God back, to love each other, to love ourselves. This is so fundamental to build that trust, to experience that neuroplasticity of unlearning lies and relearning truth. These boundaries set us up for this kind of freedom, living in love, is living in sanctuary. And the boundaries of sanctuary are not the boundaries of this world or human understanding. Those boundaries, the boundaries we think of as normal, they come from our limbic system's darkness. They're based on lies. And so they're disruptive, chaotic, unstable, and do not produce long-lasting good results. Even secular psychology and neuroscience acknowledge this basic truth, that in order for someone to love, they must have experienced being loved. And this is what the story is telling us. This is how God's story is changing our story because the lies that we have learned about God especially the lies we have learned as those who have grown up in church. Some of those lies are the most deeply rooted lies, but there is no deeply rooted lie too deep for love to go and uproot. We are being called to live in sanctuary. We are called to live within the boundaries of sanctuary. We are called to let go of lies, walk away from darkness and move closer to the light and be loved. Being 
Love transforms us. Let's not just know about Jesus. Let's know and have relationship with Jesus.